Well, open your Bibles tonight, if you would, to the book of Romans, chapter 5 and verse 17. And we're doing a, a little series called Ruling and Reigning in Life. Yeah. Ruling and Reigning in Life. In Romans uh, 5, verse 17, of course, it says, For if by one man's offense death reigned by one, much more those who receive God's overflowing grace and of the gift of righteousness, what shall they do? Well, they shall reign in life through the Lord Jesus Christ. The Amplified says we'll reign as kings in life. And so we're kind of following that theme for a couple of Wednesday nights here. Now, there's different areas that we can rule, that we can reign in. And of course, remember in Genesis 1, God gave man dominion when he made him in his likeness and in his image. In other words, he gave him rulership. And he breathed into man, and man became a living soul. Man became literally a speaking spirit, created after the Father of Spirits, who is our Heavenly Father. And our Heavenly Father, he spoke the world into existence when he said, let there be light. Amen? He could have just as easily said, me be, (laughs) and me was, because God is light. And so man then has become a speaking spirit created in God's image to speak forth his word, thus releasing creative power into the arena, into the areas of our life. And it's so good to be able to do that. So we can rule and we can reign over our thought life. We talked a little bit about that. Now tonight what we want to center on is we can reign through words. Reign through words. So I want you to open your Bibles, if you would, to Colossians. And notice with me in chapter 1, in verse 12 and verse 13. Very, very familiar verses of Scripture. Verse 12, of course, says, giving thanks. Got any thankful hearts here tonight? Did you thank the Lord for the food you ate today? I sure did. Brenda made a brand new dish for me tonight. It's an Amish dish. It was really, really good. It had about six strips of bacon in it. So if you see me sipping on water a little bit, you know why. But it it had cabbage and all sorts of good things in it. Anyway, we need to be thankful every day. It's a great day to be alive. I don't care what the devil has to say. It's a great day to be alive. Any day above six feet is a good day. Hallelujah. That's right. Amen. Praise the Lord. Now, in Colossians chapter 1, giving thanks unto the Father, which has made us meet. That's an old English word for the word able. Able to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in light, who has delivered us, not going to, but already has delivered us from the power of darkness. That's a wonderful truth. If people could just lay hold of the fact that they've already been delivered from drugs, they've already been delivered from pornography, they've already been delivered from alcoholism, the deliverance has been bought and paid for. Well, you and I have been delivered. Who has delivered us, now notice, from what? The power of darkness and has translated us or transferred us into the kingdom of of God's dear son. Now let's just say that, you know, maybe you work for the government or maybe you work for a big corporation 
that's trying to expand their business worldwide and, and maybe they've asked you to move over to France or maybe they've asked you to move over to London and they want to transfer you or even something else like another country that you're not really familiar with their culture. Of course, France we're not that familiar with. We're more familiar with London. But for example, Beirut or Lebanon or something like, let's say that you know, you were offered that job and you took that job. So in another few weeks, you were going to be transferred into a completely different culture. You're going to be transferred into a completely different way of speaking and oftentimes a completely different way of acting. Well, that's exactly what happened when we got born again. Praise the Lord. We were transferred from the dominion of darkness into God's kingdom where we adapt, we must adapt to a new culture. Did you find out that to be true? And then we need to learn to speak a new language. And what is this new culture? This new culture is the kingdom of God. Amen? And so we must learn how it functions and how it operates, how we are to think in this kingdom, how we are to act in this kingdom, but also in this kingdom there's a new language. And I like to call it the language of faith or the language of the redeemed. How many of you in the house tonight don't talk the way you used to talk now that you're in the kingdom of God? How many of you are learning and are just so thankful for the language of the redeemed? Amen. Thank God we have been redeemed. Amen. Say it with me. I'm going to learn and continue to learn the language of faith and so what we must do then is appropriate what is ours in Christ Jesus by making God's word a part of our daily vocabulary and that's something that requires discipline because it's kind of easy to let things slip it's easy to let some of our disciplines slip And not perhaps speaking the word of the Lord as much as we used to. Or maybe even waiting until a crisis comes before we start speaking the word. I want to encourage you to speak the word of God on a consistent daily basis. Confess and declare what you can do in Christ, what you have in Christ, and who you are in Christ. And so this dominion, this ruling... And this reigning in life is often exercised through our words or through what we say. I heard this statement many years ago, and I think it bears repetition. And it's this. We don't have a choice whether or not we are going to live by words. We do, however, have a choice of whose words we're going to live by. As for me and my house, we're going to live by the word of the Lord. Not by the word of Wall Street, not necessarily by the word of medical science, but we are going to live by the word of the Lord. And of course, Proverbs, you know, if you take time to look at the book of Proverbs, you're going to see scripture after scripture about your words. You know, a couple of them are Proverbs 6, you are snared with the words of your mouth. By thy words thou shalt be justified, or by thy words thou shalt be condemned. Amen? A person will keep himself out of trouble emotionally if he will keep 
his tongue and keep his words in alignment with the word of God. Amen. How many of you want to be satisfied in life? Well, Proverbs deals with that too. Look at Proverbs chapter 18, verse 20 and 21. It says, a man's belly, amen, shall be satisfied with the fruit of his mouth. Well, then we ought not to say we never have enough to eat. The price of this is going up. The price of that is going We never have enough. No, a man's belly shall be satisfied with the fruit of his mouth. And with the increase of his lips, what will happen? He shall be filled. Now, here's the verse. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. And they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. So we see that both life and death are in the power of your own tongue. See, the words that we speak, it either makes the demand on the blessings of the Lord or on the curse. Whichever we call for. Whichever, whatever we say has a large determination on whether we're going to walk in Abraham's blessings or whether we're going to experience the curse of the law in our lives. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. Amen. And I like what Deuteronomy says. In Deuteronomy 30 and verse 19, he says, I call heaven and earth to record this day against you, that I have set before you life and death, blessing and cursing. And then he says, therefore, choose life. Choose life. That both you and your seed may live. I'm interested in living long. I'm interested in living strong. I'm interested in living with my needs met. In debt freedom. How about you? I'm interested in being a greater blessing than I've ever been in my life in 2023. That's my interest. Amen. So if I'm going to do that, if I'm going to enjoy life and experience the life that Jesus came to give me, I'm going to have to make sure then that I choose life and I choose speak to speak words of blessings every day of my life. I say oftentimes in my devotions, I choose life. I choose to speak faith-filled words. I choose life. I choose health. I choose abundance. I choose love. I choose to walk in the Spirit. I'm choosing life. What am I doing? I'm aligning myself with the blessing. And you'll discover when you do that, the blessing of the Lord will increase in your life. Notice it says... We will experience increase, now notice, by the fruit of our lips. So what do you say we choose life? Now I got this little thought while I was preparing today. And I think it's something I, I would need to bring up tonight. And this statement is this. You can make your way and talk your way out of disease, out of debt, out of addictions... Out of depression, you can talk your way right out of it. Amen. Amen. If you will learn to talk to yourself and say to yourself what God's word says about you. Now we see this in in Joshua uh, chapter 1 and verse 8. Notice this verse. It says, this book of the law 
shall not depart out of thy what? Out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein when you feel like it. No, thou shalt meditate therein day and night. In other words, this is saying to us, God's word must be forefront in our thinking, forefront in our speaking, day and night. This book of the law, or in other words, the word of God. Shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt, now notice this word, everyone say meditate. meditate. Thou shalt meditate therein day and night. Now, the word meditate means to mutter. The word meditate means to utter. Rotterham's translation, which we don't have here, says of the word meditate, thou shalt talk to thyself. Talk to thyself. That's one way that I encourage myself in the Lord on a regular basis is I talk to myself. I'll say, Mark, you can do this. You can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. Mark, you're not a quitter. You're not going to quit. You're going to make it. Hallelujah. Because Jesus made a way for you. Mark, greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. Mark, it doesn't matter what the doctor may say. What my word says is by his stripes you were healed. Amen. You know, if he took your infirmities, you don't need to take them. If he bore your sicknesses, you don't need to bear them. You may have a ton of symptoms in your body, but according to the word of the living God, you are healed. So it's really important that throughout the day you hold a good conversation with the Lord and with yourself. How I many know sometimes you've got to pull yourself by the ear? And we're, we're going to say, we're not going to think that way today. We're not going to think quit. We're not going to think throw in the towel. What we're going to think is God's thoughts. And I'm going to go to the Word of God, and I'm going to fill myself up with God's thoughts every day of my life, so that when the pressure comes out of the abundance of my heart, the mouth will begin to speak. See, whatever you have in your heart in abundance is going to come out. And so how does things get in your heart that shouldn't be in your heart? Through your thoughts. And that's why it's so important to keep your mind set on Him. And as a result of that, He's going to keep you in perfect peace. He's going to keep you in shalom, shalom, nothing missing and nothing broken. Amen. Can anybody, got a witness here tonight? I know we're spread out all over the place, but you're getting it, aren't you? Amen. I'm doing my best up here. Believe God with me. Thank God. Can I get a witness in the house? Amen. So get that bored look off your face, some of you, and stir yourself up. Amen. Praise the Lord. This is life-changing word. This will change your life. This will change your body. This will change your marriage. This will change your finances. This will change you from the crown of your head to the soles of your feet. Woo! Get excited, somebody. <laughs> I'm just having some fun. This book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night. Now notice, that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein. It's one thing to be a speaker of the word, but it's another thing to be a doer of the word. So when your words match your actions, watch out. Something good is about to happen to you. Amen. That thou mayest observe to do. 
according to all that is written for therein. Now notice this. Read the rest with me. For then, for then, you shall make your way. For then, when you meditate in the word, when you act on what you've heard, for then, God will make your way. Well, he's behind it, but you shall make your way prosperous. You should be able to deal wisely in all the affairs of this life. If you want prosperity in every area of your life, hear the word, do the word. You can talk your way right out of addiction. You can talk your way right out of alcoholism. You can talk your way right out of wokeism. I don't care what kind of ism it is, but you can talk your way right out of it when you speak the word of God only. Amen, Pastor Mark. Good preaching, brother. Glory to God. I got that from Mario. Thank you, brother Mario. God bless you. So make your way prosperous. What are you waiting on? Stop waiting for something to happen and get up and make something happen. According to the word of God. So make your way prosperous. By meditating and speaking the word, which is your answer to all of life's challenges. Listen, friends, as long as you can open your mouth and say something, you are neither helpless or powerless. Your deliverance is not any further away than your heart and in your mouth. It's the heart and the mouth connection. But what says it? The word is nigh thee, even in the heart and in thy mouth. That is the word of faith which we preach. We need to preach to ourselves as well. I said we need to talk to ourselves, but we need to preach to ourselves. Amen? So, how many of you know there's some things in our life that need some preaching? Amen. Some of you wives will attest to that, right? I learned, I learned this years ago from David Ingalls. David Ingalls is a psalmist, wonderful man of God, wrote a lot of beautiful songs. He said this, If our mouths will feed our hearts the word of faith when seemingly like we don't need it, our hearts will feed our mouths the word of faith when we do need it. And so what we're talking about in this little sermonette tonight is what we are talking about is something that we need to be reminded of again and again and again. Your words have power. So rise up and say something. Seems like something ought to be said around this house. Seems like something ought to be said around this church. Amen? You see, that's part of ruling. That's part of reigning. That's not being arrogant. That's just establishing the law of faith and the law of words in the area of your life, within the sphere of your influence. Rise up. Speak up. Step up. Hallelujah. Amen. It's by no accident that some people appropriate more of God's blessings in their life than others do. And they're seeing the results, the benefits of being a doer of the word of God. But say with me, I am not just a hearer. I'm a doer. 
I'm a doer of the Word of God. Now, let's look over at Hebrews, the 11th chapter. Hebrews chapter 11. Thank you, Lord. Hebrews chapter 11. And notice with me in verse 3. He says, through faith, what do we do? Through faith, we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God. So that the things which are seen, they were not made of things which do appear. So, of course, this goes back to Genesis chapter 1. Through faith, we understand how this whole universe came into being by God saying, let there be light. It was framed by the master of the universe. Hallelujah. Amen? And he's no marvel character. We're talking about God right here. This whole world was framed by the word of the Lord. Oh, Jesus. Now, he's given us the ability to frame our world by the words of our mouth. Framing your world by the words of your mouth. What are you framing? What are you saying? Years ago, a preacher preached this message, charting your course by the words of your mouth. Amen. You see, our words go out into the future. You can be speaking God's word right here at 8.11 p.m. in Hayward, California on February, whatever the date is. You can be speaking the word of God here and charting your course and framing your world for your future right here, right now. Amen. Hallelujah. So through faith, we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of the living God. I want to encourage you to frame your world. Believe God. Believe the word. Believe God. If you're single, frame the kind of mate you want to have. Call things that be not as though they were. Frame your world. Speak forth what thus saith the Lord. In the book of Job, I believe it is, he says, you shall decree a thing. The word decree means a formal declaration. You shall decree a thing and it shall be established unto you. Now, it's not established overnight because oftentimes these things take time. But if you will be faithful to hold fast to the confession of your faith and keep your hands in the air and thanking God and praising God ahead of time before it manifests, you're well on your way to seeing the end of your faith. You're well on your way to seeing the desired result. Frame your world. Frame your world by the words of your mouth. 
I'm already praying about my grandkids, husbands. We're framing it. My grandkids are not going to marry any losers. We've got three girls. Uno, dos, tres. And right now, we're praying about their future. I said, we're praying about their future. Hallelujah. Now, if you have an in-law or a relative right now that their future is not looking good, start framing their future by the words of your mouth. Now, they've got choices to make, but your faith will help them along the way. Say with me, I'm going to frame my world by the words of my mouth. Hallelujah. And part of ruling and reigning in life also is taking authority over evil spirits that would come against your children. Come against your grandkids. Thank God we've got authority in that area. Thank God for the blood of Jesus. We have redemption through his blood. We overcome by the blood of the lamb and by what else? By the word or the rhema, the spoken word of our testimony. Hallelujah. Speak faith-filled words over your future. I don't just don't know what I'm going to do. I'm hitting toward retirement age and I, I don't have anything to show for it. I'm heading toward, you know, 70, 80 years old and I don't have a, a red cent to my name. You need to make sure that you get rid of that kind of conversation. Listen, folks, God can make a way for you. Even if you haven't prepared yourself possibly the way you should have prepared yourself, God's bigger than that. And He can change things with your cooperation. He can turn the rudder, if you will. If you will speak forth the Word of God, things can turn around and things can change. We should not have to go into our 70s and 80s broke busted and disgusted it's not the will of God God's will for us is to have not just enough but God's will for us is to have more than enough so this well Pastor Mark that's easy for you to say oh yeah I face the same challenge as you do But aren't you glad to know we've all got the same word? And our God is no respecter of persons. He's more than enough. Now, in closing, confession will always precede your possession. Say that with me. My confession will always precede my possession. Okay, so let's look at Hebrews chapter 10 and notice in verse 23. Hebrews the 10th chapter and verse 23. Gets mighty quiet when you start talking about retirement. 
<laughs> Hallelujah. God's got a plan. God's got gotcha. you. And aren't you glad he's bigger than the government? <laughs> See, some trust in chariots, some in horses, some trust in government, but we, we will remember the Lord our God. Amen? Let me ask you a question. Has he not been faithful to you? Has he not been faithful to you up to this point in your life? Huh? Is our God not faithful? And does he become unfaithful when you turn 70? No, that's Jimmy just said it right. Our God don't change. But he said doesn't. Our God doesn't change. He remains faithful. And all he's looking for is his peaceful people to reciprocate that kind of faithfulness. Say to me, my God is faithful. And I will be faithful. That's another I will. I will walk in love. I will do all things through Christ which strengthens me. I will rejoice. I will go in the strength of the Lord and I will be faithful. I'm going to be faithful. Amen. How about you? The opposite of faithful is faithless. We're not that kind of people. Proverbs 28 verse 20 says this, that a faithful man shall what? A faithful man is going to abound with what? Blessings. Blessings. Who can give me a quick definition of the word abound? Overflow. Okay. Overflow. Over and above. Abound. Excessive. I love that. Profuse. More than enough. A faithful man shall abound. Yeah, thank you, Lord. Years ago, Brother Savell had a word at the beginning of the year, and he has a book on it. I highly recommend it. And the part of the word was, the faithful shall flourish. The faithful shall flourish. And if you look up the word faithful, You'll see or the word flourish. Look, you look and see it means to thrive. It means to break up on the right and the left. Amen. The faithful shall flourish. But the unfaithful won't. You see, everyone wants to abound with the blessings. Right? I mean, there's nobody that you can interview and say... Would you like to abound with the blessings? Everyone, Christian or non-Christian, is going to say, count me in. But there's many Christians that want to, they have the abounding part, the desire part, but they don't have the faithful part down. Right? 
But that's not you. Otherwise, you wouldn't be in this building tonight on a cold night when you could be home wrapped in your blankets watching Steve Harvey. (laughs) Or Hallmark. The faithful are going to flourish. Amen. So Jerry went on to say, the faithful shall flourish and they shall experience days of heaven. Where? Upon the... That's that's what I've got to believe for. I'm not believing for days of hell on the earth. I'm not believing for any more shutdowns. How about you? Huh? I'm not believing for any more of the nonsense that took place in this country in the last three years. I'm over it and I'm done with it. Amen. Those are not days of heaven upon the earth. But did you notice, even in the midst of COVID, you did experience the goodness of God. God. Why? Because COVID can never keep the goodness of God or the faithfulness of God tied up. (laughs) Hallelujah. He's good and he's good all the time. Amen. So we're getting into some things tonight here that I believe that perhaps you need to hear. I know I need to hear it. Because every day of my life, I make the determination, I'm going to be faithful. I'm going to give it my best shot. Whether or not there's 20 people in the auditorium or 2,000. I'm going to pray. I will pray. I will pray. Whether anyone prays with us or not, we will pray. And we will experience the goodness of God. Hallelujah. And this is good for the choir tonight because you're part of the choir. But one of the first things about faithfulness and flourishing is to be planted in the house of the Lord. To be rooted... Implanted in God's house. That's Psalms 92 somewhere. It talks about, we'll be like cedars of Lebanon. We'll bring forth fruit and we'll flourish and we'll be full of sap (laughs) in our old age. Those that be planted in the house of the Lord. Are you planted? Are you faithful? How about you online? Are you planted? Are you faithful? Hallelujah. In closing, I think. That didn't cost you anything extra. And we're still doing good for time. Say with me, confession precedes possession. Hebrews, the 10th chapter and the 23rd verse. I'm going to ask Pastor Tom and the singers to come up to the platform again, if you would, please. Hebrews 10, verse 23. Great, great verse of Scripture. It says here, 
Let us hold fast. Hold fast. Hold fast. The profession or confession of your faith without wavering. Why? Come on, class, speak up. He's what? He is faithful that promise. E.W. Kenyon said this, Confession builds the road over which faith carries its mighty cargo. What this is saying is we will possess our inheritance by declaring it with our mouth. When you and I get serious and we say what God's word says in his word, you're building a strong road over which heaven's cargo can be carried and delivered right to your house. Now we know we have an enemy, right? He's a big fat slob and he's a liar. He's a big liar. So this cargo's coming, but then there's going to be a roadblock, or a mountain, or a difficulty, or hindrances in our way. He'll try to tell you that God is not faithful to you, and that his word doesn't work. And this is where a lot of people quit. And they narrow the road. They narrow the road. It's partially open but it's not as open as it should be I believe that God is looking for his people to have enlarged hearts open hearts widen the road and say king of glory come in hallelujah and you'll hear that big semi load come honk honk praise God Come to your place. Amen. Amen. So what I'm saying tonight is change your confession to words of faith and construct a wide, clear road for the blessings of God. Now, as I become more aware of the power and the significance of his word, here's the question that we must ask ourselves. What am I doing with this power? In what direction am I channeling my words? What words am I speaking about my life and the situation I'm facing? Am I speaking life or am I speaking death? Have I become careless and undisciplined with my speech? Have I allowed myself to be overcome with negative speaking and complaining? Am I speaking the problem or circumstance, or am I speaking the answer of God's word of deliverance? Am I speaking words that propel me forward, or am I speaking words that hold me back? Am I speaking words that build up and create what I desire, or am I speaking words that tear down and destroy? That is our choice. And I believe with all of my heart, as we all stand to our feet, that we can make some powerful confessions over our lives every day. He's watching over his word to perform it. You can rule, come on, and you can reign in life through the words of your mouth. 
So lift a hand toward heaven and let's declare some things right now. I declare declare this night night that I am more more than a conqueror conqueror. because Jesus loves me. I believe and say there's not a weapon that's formed against me that will ever prosper. I believe and say that no evil shall befall me, neither shall any plague come near my dwelling. I believe wholeheartedly and I say it real strong that Jesus Christ is my Redeemer and He has redeemed me from all of the curse of the law. And I believe and say that I have Abraham's blessings. I'm blessed coming in. I'm blessed going out. I'm the head and not the tail. I am above and I'm not beneath. I'm part of the body of Christ. And Satan has no power over me. For I overcome evil with good. And I declare I am complete in Christ Jesus. I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. I am free from addictions. I'm free from my past. The devil has no hold on me. I am the temple of the Holy Ghost. He lives in me. He dwells in me. And in Him I live. And in Him I move. And in Him I have my being. Oh, thank you, Lord. Glory to God. Glory to God. Save me. I am more than a conqueror. I am an overcomer. And I overcome by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of my testimony. Well, I think you got a good word tonight. I think that the word of God is working in you. And he's watching over his word to perform it. Angels have been dispatched from this place tonight. We got angels working. Angels are working in our ministry. They're working right now. We got prosperity angels working in this place. Amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah.